Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. We're here. We're doing it on Memorial Day. That's right. You guys thought I wasn't going to probably do one. At this point, it's late in the day. We're recording late right on the Memorial Day front. But you know what? We were out celebrating. We were remembering all those who have fallen in battle for the country of America. And we remember them by grilling dogs, eating brats, slamming beers, drinking a few for them because they can't. You know? So that's what it's about. It's about having all them fucking grills going all at once. Just having good-ass food all weekend. That's all I did. I ate like a fucking pig all weekend, you guys. The amount of hot dogs and brats I had. Woo! If I was to go get my colon checked, it'd probably be clogged up. I had steak. I had hot dogs. I had brats. Stuffed peppers. What? <laughs> uh, grilled potatoes. What? <laughs> Pasta salad. What? <laughs> Wash it down with the black cherry white claw. What? <laughs> Just having a good old weekend. And I hope you guys all enjoyed your weekend. You know? Hopefully you didn't do overdo it. You know, it's easy to do on these weekends. I know I was guilty of it a little bit this week. You know, you got to remember the, the weekends are to relax. You got to get some shit done. But, man, when it's a three-day weekend, woo boy, do you love to just try to bite off more than you can chew. Oh, man, do you love to do that? Just trying to get into every project possible. You think you can fix your entire house in a weekend, but you can't. You can't. You can plan all you want. You can take all the trips to Menards you need. You can go to the Home Depot and get all the deals you want. Ah, did I get all the new lumber for the new deck we're going to build out front? You betcha. Is it going to... Am I going to build the frame and then it's going to sit there for six months <laughs> and the winter's going to come around and all that other wood is now warped and shit from the rain and sitting out there because I didn't properly store it? You're goddamn right it is. You got to be careful when you're weekend warrior and some DIY projects, you guys. It'll come back and bite you fast. It'll bite you fast, but it's okay. It's good to do that. It's good to get sucked down around the house. But you got to remember to take a break. Relax. You know, especially after the week I had. Okay? It wasn't necessarily tough. I'll say that. I'll be first and foremost to admit I didn't have a rough week. You know, it wasn't the most jam-packed, scheduled, tight, fucking hell of a week that was going on. No, it wasn't that bad. But, man, it felt like I was just being fucking ambush in the brain dude you know when you just feel like you're taking L's left and right you, you just can't get a win you feel like everything you do is just kicking you in the fucking dick man you can't get anything done there's not a goddamn thing you feel like you're accomplishing in a good amount of time you know does that make sense to anybody you're doing stuff, you're tackling stuff, but none of it feels like you're actually moving forward. That's how I felt all week. Just couldn't get a 
fucking win. I just needed one thing to go my way, you know? And I just didn't have that until Thursday. Until Thursday rolled around. And I just wanted to win, man. Just a tiny, just something. Just come on. Just asking baby Jesus. Come on, Lord. Just can you throw me a bone? <laughs> just give me something. Just give me a little little taste of the good life, you know? Just want a little taste. A little big taste, you know? And I walk into a gas station. And I didn't want to buy food from there, but I, things were hectic. I needed to get something to eat before I went to go do a show uh, and just needed something, right? And just needed a little something to tide me over so I had some food and fuel in my stomach. Otherwise, it was going to be a long, grumpy night. You know, I was going to get hangry. I was going to get real hangry doing that. So I walk in this gas station, and they don't have anything I want. I'm just, nothing that I, I really came in there for. The only thing I can find that's passable that I want is they have chicken strips. Ugh, I didn't want them. Just, but I needed something. And that's why the gas station's there. They don't have what you want. They have what you need at the time. They have what is passable in that moment. So I get the chicken strips. I walk up to the counter. I don't want to pay for these things. They're overpriced. Everything's overpriced. Inflation's fucked us all. Even chicken strips now. What used to be a two fifty three dollar item at a gas station is now like five fifty. There's been a fifty to sixty percent increase on chicken strips and fucking gas stations, you guys. And I'm tired of these gas stations acting like they are gourmet chefs now. That you got a thing, a short order cook back there cooking you up what you want. They're, why is every gas station trying to be BK and having it their way? You're not. Don't be that. You you hit your sweet spot. It was microwave burritos. But no, they got tired of the public fucking microwaving burritos in the place and having them explode. So they got rid of that stuff. And now you got to fucking go to a kiosk and order a burrito. And you got to select all the ingredients. And if you want queso, that's extra. When did this become Chipotle? Hey, come and go. You're a gas station. When did this become Chipotle? When you get to just charge me extra for liquid cheese? I don't think so, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of these gas stations getting up on their high horse. But I digress. I get chicken strips. I walk up to the counter, you know. And I know I don't want to pay for them because, like I said, these are inflated chicken fingers. They're inflated by price and inflated by <laughs> human growth hormones that they fucking pump these chickens with in order to get more pure white meat. And I sat him on the counter. And I look at the lady and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just... And she goes, oh, just this for you? I'm like, yeah, just that. And thank you. And then she looks at the chicken strips and she's like, oh, you can just have them. I went, What? She goes, oh, you can just take them. They're free. I'm not going to charge you for those. And I said, why? And she go, which, if somebody gives you something for free, just always take it and run. <laughs> always take it and run. Unless there's a police officer in the building. Then know that they're setting a trap for you. <laughs> they're trying to get you. Uh, they're trying to have some entertainment done for you. These fucking gas station employees are bored. You know, they need something to do. So they, they set you up for a sting operation of like you're stealing something from the gas station so this cop can take you down. So don't do that if there's a cop present. But she told me I could just have them because they were 
technically expired chicken strips. And you're probably going, Wade, how are they expired chicken strips? There Weren't they in the warmer and over there? Yes, but according to this gas station, they have an expiration date based off time. So it was cooked at 4 o'clock, and they apparently only have like a three-hour warmer time life. And I got it right after the five-minute mark. So she just hadn't gone over there and emptied out the warmer yet. But because I wanted them and it was only five minutes past, she gave them to me. So I got chicken strips for free. And guys, that was the win I fucking needed. That turned around my whole week. I, as a true red-blooded American, got free chicken strips. And that fucking turned it around for me. Just free fried food made me feel so much better about myself. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can turn this week around. Yeah, it's Thursday and it's late in the game, but I can turn this around. And I ate those chicken strips with pride. Pride knowing that I was going to celebrate the fallen people who fought and died over many wars to make sure that this country was free. And free enough that now and then I could get free chicken strips. And that is the story of what Memorial Day is all about, ladies and gentlemen. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said into a microphone, but that's not true. There's probably way dumber, but whatever. I needed that win, though, and it felt good, and I thought I was going to carry some momentum into that win, and then I went to the open mic and uh, proceeded to bomb with my new joke really hard. Just haven't got it to work yet. Just been taking some fucking comedy L's lately. That's mainly what's been bothering me, dude. I'm just trying to get trying to get it to work, trying to do better sets, but I'm fucking falling apart. I feel like I'm goddamn prying for laughs, dude. Just taking crowbars and trying to wedge open a chest to get a laugh. Who knows? But yeah, that's it. Was it was rough? It was a rough week, and I needed to relax. And I, I think I did that. I think I got some stuff done, but I also relaxed, which was a good thing. I'll tell you something I saw this week that was really fun. I like to go to Goodwill, as we all know. Thrifting is where it's at, dude. Thrift. Thrift and lift. That's where we're. Do- that's what we do. That's the motto we live by here. At not worth the time. Thrift and lift. <laughs> um, yeah. So, went to uh, Goodwill. It was a good time. Uh, but I saw something that was a very new thing at the Goodwill. I saw the Amish there, you guys. The Amish in a Goodwill. Now, it makes total sense that they would come to the Goodwill. It may, it, you know, there's some some products there. I'm sure that they would like to have. You know, they have to stay away from the uh, technology. But then they can see what the uh, what what these uh, n- these uh, New World people are up to. <laughs> That's what the Amish call us: of the New World people. <laughs> they can see they can see what the old technology. They they use Goodwill. As like uh, archaeologists use the pyramids, they're just trying to piece together what life was like about 15, 20 years ago <laughs> for people in the new world. <laughs> they come and check out and they mess with the radios and they see the phones and their stuff. They're like, oh, I wonder what this is for. <laughs> That's how they know what we're up to, man. That's how they know that we're evolving. That's how they're keeping tabs on us. 
and the Amish are on top of us. They people want to act like oh they don't know about tech. They know, they know, dude, and they use it as a library, dude. Because that was the most interesting part. As I see two of the guys, you know, they're in their getups. You know the getups, you know. Nice beard. It's got to be embarrassing. One of the guys didn't have the beard. It doesn't look like he could grow one. You know, that's got to be embarrassing within that community if you can't grow the beard. You know, it's got to it's got to be like not having Air Force Ones <laughs> yeah, when those came out. You know, if you don't have a beard in the Amish community, everyone's like, hey, everybody, look at Jerry's naked chin. <laughs> He's he can't grow a beard. He's like a toddler. Those thirteen-year-olds have beards in that in the with the Amish dude. They don't fuck around, dude. I don't know what they put in their water, but they're strong. I think it's like they mix goat milk and breast milk, and that's what they're drinking. That's how you get a good fucking goat beard, you know? <laughs> it's all in the goat milk. But they're standing over by the wall of the library, or they're uh, the library of Goodwill is like I like to call it, which it's always an interesting wall of books there's always some cool weird things you can find some gems at a goodwill library you know but i'm assuming those guys are over there doing recon because they were standing over there for a while and i must i guess they have to stand there and they're like entertaining themselves reading the book and stuff because uh the horse and buggy's not there it wasn't like parked in the they didn't just uh, have that right somebody eventually's got to swing by and pick them up and whatnot uh so they're waiting for the ride so you got to kill time so they read the books you know they don't have a it's not like nowadays where you flip through your phone like i my girlfriend if she's you know taking her sweet time i've gone through all the shit i wanted to look at it and uh goodwill but she's going through the racks trying to find shit uh, I get bored, so I pull out Instagram. Not these guys. They go over to the wall and start learning. They start they start going through the old testaments of civilization, which I saw one guy thumbing through a textbook. Somebody had donated a textbook on Earth, and he was thumbing through it, kind of like learning about <laughs> uh, how the work, how the core of the Earth works, doing that, just flipping through it. And I wonder if they scoff at it if they're ever doing that. I want to see a base Amish person. Like, I, like, there were some Trump books there and stuff. It would have been hilarious if I caught one of them just reading a Donnie T book. <laughs> uh, and then they pick up a Joe Biden, like, biography and start going into that. Ah, that would have been so funny. Yeah. They, but them just over there reading, looking at the different books. One guy picked up a Tom Clancy book. It's got to be, it would be so wild to read some of those books if you don't know specifically what some of the items within it are especially if you read a more modern book you know uh you can only like their imagination of what something might do or how it works would be very interesting to hear just because they have a completely unique and outside perspective now they've seen everything i mean you can't be amish and in a, in the Des Moines area coming in and not knowing what certain things are or what's going on, you know? I give the Amish credit. They actually probably have better skills than most of us when it comes to other things they've learned how to do. And that's what's good about them, you know? Support the Amish, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we should just donate all the books we don't want to the Amish community and see if they'll take them. Or if they have to get rid of them, you know? 
I don't know. I, I'd like to know. Maybe he was trying to find a science book because they homeschool their kids. I don't know. You, you got to teach them about the earth, right? Especially if you're farming. If you're farming as an Amish person, you definitely got to know about the earth. You got you to gotta learn the real stuff, right? I don't know what the, like what real stuff is. I don't know. I just it was an interesting thing to see in a Goodwill store. Yeah, it was funny. I saw one of the wives pick up like uh, electron uh, some like toys for kids and was playing with them. I was like, hmm, that's interesting to see her like have her kid interact with it. And then that kid's got to go home to a faceless doll <laughs> after seeing uh, Simon Says. Whew. brutal, you know. Anyway, I don't know. I'll tell you what's really brutal, guys, is uh, this lady that I found a cool story. I didn't find an article like about like the, the normal things I've been doing lately. I found something a little different. I found like a news story about like a very interesting case. And, you know, I was talking about how I needed a win. And this na- lady sounded like she needed a win, too. And by God did the Lord answer her prayers because I found this story and it's from this is a from it's updated as a 2018 and it happened uh, in 94 or 99 but it's lottery uh winning lottery ticket for Alabama Waffle House waitress leads to lawsuits and kidnapping right away gripping story am I right so we're gonna learn about this lady and what happened to her this is the woman right here uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you can watch it on YouTube and follow along as I read this article and butcher it as I go. Uh, Edward Swer uh, walked into the Green Bay Waffle House nearly 20 years ago, sat down and ate at breakfast. It was a day he had changed a life of a waitress serving him. As Seward uh, was paying up, he gave a lottery ticket as a tip, something he often did as one of his uh, of one of the regulars. Uh, Ton, uh, Tonda Dicker, Dickerson, a divorced woman in her late 20s, uh, was the recipient on that Sunday, March 7th, 1999. The next draw wasn't until the following Saturday. A week later, Dickerson's life changed forever, uh, for better or, and for worse. Dickerson won $10 million in the Florida lottery. Court documents filed in Mobile County. A show she elected to take uh, 375000 uh over 30 years rather than the lump sum, a move generally regarded as a wise among financial planners and the other uh, economic experts. Uh, Dickerson would never have worked again, uh, would never work a day in her life, or work again, or so she thought. Quickly, she found the, her, found, found her, herself embroiled in multiple legal battles with friends, colleagues, and the Internal Revenue Services, and even Seward, the man who gave her the uh, the ticket as a tip. As a person in South Carolina uh, urgently awaited for a significant chunk of the $1.5 billion Mega Millions jackpot, uh, before local and state and federal taxes are subtracted a simple google of the past lottery winners will present you with dozens of examples of how such life-changing wins can quickly turn in your life upside down uh the man in georgia that invested three million dollar winnings into a meth ring <laughs> what 
I gotta learn about that one, guys. We might be doing a series of um, of <laughs> uh, lottery winnings gone wrong. I know this has probably been beat to death, but I gotta learn about that. Uh, you prison in a uh, a day after winning one million dollars in June two thousand twelve, a Michigan winner and. Clayton was found dead from a drug overdose less than a year after winning $735,000. In March 12, a New York jury uh, autonomously decided uh, that America Lopez uh, had cheated his coworkers out of their share of the $38.5 million jackpot pool. Lopez claims he had won the jackpot on his personal ticket in the the panel rejected his that theory. The jackpot was ultimately uh, distributed among the five men who were in the lottery pool. Damn. Can you imagine trying to snake everybody at your work when you do the pool? You can't dishonor the sacred trust of a work pool. Hey, that's criminal. And you know what? He should have to do that. In fact, he shouldn't get any of it. If you... I... If the courts let him be part of that chair, they shouldn't have. Because that man tried to steal life-changing money from so many people. That's fucked up, dude. From five dudes? Yeah, man. And you know you those you worked with all those dudes, man. They, they, nobody likes that job. You wanted those guys to suffer. You had a vendetta because Steve, Allen, and George all fucking stole your lunch once at one point. And you weren't having it anymore. Those guys never brought beers to poker night. And you were like, you know what? They don't get any of it. You know, that man, I we're going to be going down a rabbit hole, I think, on some of these. Anyway, and then, of course, there's the story of Larry Payne, the East Alabama man who forgot uh, about the a lotter ticket in his truck. Uh, within just a few weeks before the ticket was due to expire, Payne let the truck to his nephew. His nephew found the ticket and told his uncle... They thought the it was only worth $600. Excited to find out, uh, Payne's nephew told his boss and later transpired the ticket was worth a million dollars. The boss claimed that Payne's nephew had stolen the ticket off her desk. Uh, in the case, went to court and Payne was awarded the winnings. However, or Payne was awarded the winning. However, the case appealed by the loser in the case uh, has yet to be decided on. While Dickerson's story doesn't involve the same level of tragedy as many of the other lottery winners, there's plenty of uh, the same drama. Efforts by the LA.com, or AL.com, sorry, reach Dickerson were not immediately successful. Uh, the biggest problem with facing it, she faced in the claims of her money were f- the fellow colleagues. In court filed for the time, those colleagues claimed that any winnings from the lottery ticket given by a customer as a tip could be shared quality or equally should be shared equally. But since it was a tip, Dickerson's believes that it belonged to her. Why? This is why sharing tips in restaurants is fucking horseshit right there. This is a prime example. This just, this should be the only open and shut case that you shouldn't have restaurants. Also, the pooling of tips for waitresses and waiters at restaurants just is bullshit, in my opinion. Because then, so you have to help support people who are way shittier at their job and don't get good tips. 
Now I know it's not necessarily always that somebody's getting fu- is is bad and they just had a bad night. But that's ha- that's part of the game, baby. You know, MLB players have bad nights and they don't get good tips. If you want to, ha- you know, they 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 go over and then they got to pick it up and they end up going uh, three for four with a couple dingers. Okay, that's what happens. You're gonna have good nights and bad nights. And I understand you got to pay rent, but maybe you'd pay your rent better and be more. You'd be better with your money if you weren't blowing it on cocaine as a fucking (laughs) restaurant employee, okay? I've hung out with you people, dude. You guys are fucking nuts. (laughs) Goddamn animals in the service industry, dude. Maybe they'd make you more responsible if you were actually in charge of getting your own tips, okay? That's all I'm saying. Stop sharing. Stop pooling your fucking tips together, okay? You don't need it. And fight with me in the comments, dude. Fight me, okay? You don't need to pool together your tips, okay? You got to learn. You get. You just got to be better at your job because you're bailing out somebody else who doesn't do a good job, in my opinion. That's what happens. And then the restaurant goes down because this person just is fucking coasting by. Fuck them. Fuck them hard, okay, dude? You you get a $200 tip on a fucking check. That's yours, dude. You pocket that shit, and you only... And if you do pull, you fucking only put 50 in, okay? I know earlier we were talking about people skating on the uh, on the employee pool, right, for the thing. That doesn't count, okay? Tips are different. <laughs> Should not be a part of that, though. They Those, those waitresses get nothing. A t- because you know why, especially with this story, none of the, her friends who are waiters and waitresses at that Waffle House should get a part of that. You know why? If it was just a losing lottery ticket, they want nothing of that. If it was a $50 lottery ticket, they want none of that. But but because they know it was how much it was for, they want a piece of it. And they just, as soon as like things hit a certain threshold, they want a piece of it. You know, there are probably at least one other colleague that wanted, if she made over $1,000, she wants 200 bucks of it. You know, there's always those people, but it's bullshit. And during the mobile uh, circuit court case of April 1999, a jury it took 25 minutes to decide against Dickerson, who denied that she held an agreement to split any winnings. Her lawyer decided or described the coworkers as rats coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. For four co-workers who had received a lottery ticket as a tip and testified that they and Dickerson had planned to share the winnings. A couple who regularly dined at the Waffle House in Green Bay testified that Dickerson told them of the deal. Dickerson had turned down a settlement offer that would have given her $3 million of the four of the Florida jackpot. Um left courts without comment according to the past uh, press registration reporting. Dickerson appealed uh, to the court uh, to the Alabama Supreme Court which reversed the uh, circuit courts on February 18th, uh, 2000. The ruling that any agreement with the Waffle House waitresses had been unenforced under Alabama law because of it was not found uh, on a gambling construction consideration and of course that type of gambling is illegal here uh in february 2002 nearly three years after the ticket was claimed uh the 
Mobile County Circuit judge threw out the suit uh, brought against Dickerson by Seward, who claimed that there was also an agreement to buy him a new truck if the ticket was a winner. Damn, dude, he's just he's very specific. <laughs> yeah, we remember, remember we talked about that. You know, you know when you came into work drunk at like 3 a.m. at the <laughs> at the Waffle House. Uh, the same week that Sewer was denied by that judge, Diggerson's ex-husband, whom divorced, or back, uh, who she divorced back in 1997, uh, two years before winning the lottery, was shot after trying to kidnap her. What? The register post my time. Stacy Martin, uh, now in his late 40s. L- lunged at Diggerson while she was driving her truck in Jackson County, Mississippi. Uh, All the time they were driving, he told her he was going to kill her, said the sheriff at the time. They drove on Highway 90 into Jackson County uh, where he took her uh, to the boat launch at Bayou Heron, uh, which was an isolated area. Damn, he was just going to fucking try to kill her? That's wild, dude. The fact that he tried to kidnap her, dude. How desperate are you? You know, you can't find another Waffle House waitress. (laughs) You clearly have a type, brother. Just to go to another Waffle House. You can go to any of them in the South. And you'll find yourself another Dickerson, dude. Just go down there. During the trip to the boat launch, uh, she said Diggerson's cell rang, but Martin refused to let her answer it, threatening to kill her if she did. When the pair arrived to the boat launch, Diggerson pled with Martin to let her go. According to reports for the time, during her pleading, her phone rang a second time. She asked if it, to let him answer it, saying that she, if she didn't answer it, there would start looking for her, said the sheriff. When Martin agreed to let her answer it, Dickerson reached in her purse and pulled out a twenty-two caliber handgun, and Martin lunged towards her, uh, Bird said. She shot him, hitting him in the right side of the chest. After the shooting, Martin attacked Dickerson and took the gun away from her, uh, telling her he was going to kill her and himself, <laughs> Bird said. Jesus Christ, this is a crazy story. Dickerson managed to convince Martin to seek treatment for his wound, and they left the boat launch for the hospital. The police called were called once the pair made it to the hospital. It didn't appear that Martin had uh, changed or convinced, uh, uh, was charged or convicted uh, to Mississippi State criminal records, but he may appear in the municipal court. Uh, those records were not uh, immediately available. But it didn't end there. Jesus Christ. This woman's gone through so much just because some random dickhead tips. Just tip people fucking $20, okay? This this guy caused a whole problem because he didn't really want to tip. Okay? He gave everybody a tip. What does it cost for lottery tickets? Back like a $2? Maybe a dollar? Back in the 90s, this guy just wanted to tip people a dollar. It's the same horse shit that everybody does when they give you a fucking scratch-off tickets for Christmas. Oh, I mean, it, it could be worth a lot, but if you hit, you know, if you hit a lot, it's fine. And how come if they, somebody hits a lot, you have to pay them because they bought the ticket for Christmas? And they, No, you were lazy. You get nothing. I should take back my white elephant gift because you brought nothing to the table. You gave me trash most of the time okay let's be real okay it's fun as a stocking stuffer 
Scratch off takers are good as a stock. You can't use them for a white elephant, though. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but it doesn't end there. For the m- more than a decade, the IRS argued that Dickerson ab- about exactly how much she was was due to them. In March of 2012, an attorney f- with the Birmingham firm of the Solit and Pyramid successfully argued before the U.S. tax court that the IRS was wrong to demand a million dollars in gift tax on top of, of an income tax. Uh, after Dickerson gave most of her winnings away to her family through a business that they set up. The court ruled that Dickerson's winnings, uh, the Florida lottery ticket, was worth only a fraction of what the face value of the time was taxable because of the completed claim for the money filed by her fellow Waffle House waitresses. Little is known about Dickerson today. She currently works as a poker dealer at the Gold Nugget Casino in Bylock. According uh, to her various social media profiles. Wow. That sucks. She was never going to work again. And then all of a sudden, she's now back dealing cards. Maybe she likes that, you know. Being thrilled. Being around it. Being part of that. Probably get some sick tips that way. Being a, If you're dealing cards in, um, in the gold nugget somewhere, you know. You get some decent. Especially if guys get on heaters and stuff. Wow. What a time, you know, uh, that's, you got to read stuff like that. You want to win, but then winning comes at a cost, you guys. And that's the, that is what the message of this was, is don't be careful what you wish for. What is it? Biggie once said, more money, more problems. You know, it's very true. You know where there are no problems, guys. Punninggame.com. That's right. Punninggame.com is where you can find all your favorite shit from Punninggame.com. Isn't that crazy? Punninggame.com has all your favorite shit at Punninggame.com. What? But you got your favorite shows. Not worth the time. Who gives a F? All the backlogs of all the other shows. God damn it. Of course, why do I always belch during the plugs? I always do. But get yourself something cool there. By going to the Pun and Game shop, guys, where you can find yourself t-shirts, hoodies, all sorts of cool stuff to represent your favorite shows here at punandgame.com. It's awesome. And you don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD, and that gets you free shipping at checkout. So go check that out, guys. Um, and uh, if you like what you're seeing, if you like what you're listening to, and you'd like to see what's going on and see my dumb face as I read articles bad, go to YouTube.com. Go to Comic Wade Taylor. I have so much going on there, guys. Comic Wade Taylor on YouTube. You can see stand-up clips. I'm putting out a clip every week, a short uh, for stand-up. Follow me on Instagram where you can still get the same sh- uh, reel every week I'm putting out of some stand-up jokes. It's great. And then you can get clips of this show, clips of who gives a F, all that fun stuff. So go to YouTube, search Comic Wade Taylor, hit subscribe, and interact. Give us a thumbs up. Tell me how, if you've been listening to podcasts, comment. It helps and let some people know. You know, I appreciate it. Guys, thank you for checking in on this Memorial Day. Thank you for listening to Not Worth the Time. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.